Hey guys, welcome back to the Chain Gang Podcast, episode 38, post-Super Bowl, Monday night. Um, Super Bowl was last night, big game, crazy game. Um, did you see the uh, end score prediction uh, for the game that was, was predicted pre- like two weeks ago? 37 Eagles, 34 uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I, yeah. I scripted all these conspiracy theory guys. <laughs> yeah, so... When I, when I looked at that, it was like, dude, are you kidding me? There's going to be people like, oh, it's only one point off, you know, so it's a big deal. But, you know, it's kind of crazy. Whoever guessed the score. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so we're going to jump right into our takes onto the Super Bowl. Uh, we some we I think we mostly disagree, but I think we'll come to an agreement uh, as the show goes on. So um, first, my takes on the Super Bowl. Uh, as far as just Eagles defense, we'll start with Eagles defense. Um, Eagles defense struggled. Uh, could not really stop the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes could throw whenever he wanted. They could stop the run a good amount. Uh, run game was not easy for McKinnon. Um, I thought putting pressure on Mahomes, they somewhat did, but it's Mahomes. When you're dealing with a guy that can improvise so easily – uh, it's really tough to get a sack, and I knew that kind of going in that they would have a trouble getting a sack. And when they did, if I don't even think they sacked them, I think they just had no. a lot of pressure on pressure on them. So, but if you sack Patrick Mahomes in general across the board, any team, that's a that's a co- accomplishment <laughs> uh, because he is very easy to get rid of the ball, to dump it, find Kelsey somehow, cross body, something like that. So, Eagles defense struggled, uh, put a little bit of pressure on him, was able to get him out of the pocket but their coverages were so bad downfield Mahomes was just making dimes uh to Kelsey to anyone it, it he uh, and do you think he, that receivers at hand or do you think that's more of the coaching I believe it's all Andy Reid there's no I think Travis Kelsey's definitely a big time guy mm-hmm. way you can get him wide open he's definitely going to be the key the whole week especially in the Super Bowl we're looking for 87 and he's still that wide open. I, I think a lot of that is credited to Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. No, I agree. I think Andy Reid is a a very good coach. I think he knows how to use utilize his teams uh, team very well, uh, which is why you know Tyreek Hill is kind of upset. I think right now not getting a ring, uh, leaving a little a year too early maybe. Um, but you know he has a very limited. Receiving core, he has Juju Smith Schuster, who had that one great rookie year. No, everybody thought he was just you know too too much hype and kind of died off. Now he's on a Super Bowl winning team. So yeah, uh, same thing with MVS, I guess you could say too. Um, he's a bit older of a receiver than most, um, and nothing it, more than deep threat. Yeah, just kind of a deep threat guy. Really doesn't really you know add much more than that. He's fast. He's big. Um, but a guy that really stepped up this season, I think for them is, uh, I call him, I call him Pacquiao, but I know it's Pacheco. <laughs> uh, Pacheco really, uh, did, I was just power running for as small of a guy he was. I just saw a great, just heart and like every, every yard he was fighting for. It didn't matter if it was one yard at all. <laughs> that guy is very talented. I, he's just a hard runner. Like, yeah. I got to say, this was probably the best Super Bowl I've seen in a long time. I agree. Um, Now, continuing back on the Eagles defense, uh, the red zone had two, I think, I know two for sure, touchdowns where the motion play just messed them up. One went to Kadarius Toney. uh, He motioned in and then jumped right back out and caught the ball. 
Um, I believe the other one was Sky Moore. Uh, wide open. Funny uh, that they ran that same play against the Jaguars. Uh, or the Jaguars ran the same play against the Eagles. And I'm assuming Doug, Doug Peterson must have gave Andy a call. And said, "Hey, this is uh, this is gonna work for you. They they screw a little too hard. Those linebackers don't really stay home." Yeah, and that was uh, shown very well. And you know, I don't like to say like I know I was right somewhat about the Eagles' defense. And what I think really hurt them is is not being shown, uh, not showing us really that they can handle a caliber quarterback and team like that. Uh, had they played the Bills and destroyed the Bills defensively just won the game i would have said something different had they played the Bengals and kicked their ass i would have said something completely different um but i think they were a little in over their heads i think they came in cocky i think they came in thinking they were the best and couldn't be beat um and it kind of just did not show i think patrick mahomes uh threw a very i think he threw about like around 70 percent if not above 70 percent unfortunately even argue with you about this and that was my big x factor of the week like oh i think it's going to be the eagles defense but they did play god awful um i mean how can you leave a bunch of these guys wide open uh well at least they can hold their head up and there's only one pass interference call only one yeah. Uh, yeah, but one good thing that the eagles had was offense i think their offense looked good not great I think they had a good slow attack, but the reason why I say it's good, not great, is there was a lot of plays, a lot of plays that were saved off some crazy third down plays made by Jalen Hurts, Goddard, um, I think A.J. Brown made a few. Like It was third and long. Devontae and Smith. Yeah, Devontae Smith. So all those plays, like you know, had they not gone their way as many times as they did, it would be a different bowl game. You'd, they'd be punting. Um, and they were really good on fourth down. They could uh, really run the quarterback sneak. Yeah, the quarterback sneak was a deadly weapon for them. There was no stopping. You have two dudes right. picking your quarterback up and pushing them. Like, there's no way you're stopping All that. All I heard today was that they're wanting to ban this this uh, this formation, this play. I think it's ridiculous. I actually really loved it. I think their offense was stellar. Devontae Smith really showed out. I mean, you're at A.J. Brown thinking he's the one. I'm sure he gets a lot more attention, but Devontae Smith took off. I wish the officiating was a little bit more consistent, but Jalen Hurts, I think there's an argument that he's a top three quarterback in the league for sure. He definitely could be, um, if especially next year if they come back and they just dominate some teams. And, you know, um, losing the Super Bowl can really strive you to – push better the next year so i'm definitely not counting him out for being a top five quarterback uh, again this year so um you said something about the the teams bl- or people upset about that rule or about that formation and i actually am one of those people i didn't know that they were talking about it i was like dude this is like i, I even before the game there i've seen teams do it in college they'll do it in the pros it doesn't matter they do it I dislike it only because I think it's extremely unfair that you can pick up a player and push them forward. I think that if you can, if you have a big guy like Jason Kelsey, type player, be able to uh, legally, they're allowed to pick you up if you fall down and catch you and sling you forward. I think that's against that should be against the rules. You should not I, be able to do that. 
I think that is against the rules. Uh, no, our, you can you can pick up your you can pick up your player. That's what that's so, what, I don't that's, think, what, that's what they're doing whenever they push him up. They pick him up their legs. You know, they're driving him forward. They're pushing his his ass forward to get those yards. Because if he gets piled up, there's I mean the the blocking was great. What they were doing with all the linemen were collapsing down, f- making this easy slide of yards. Like he he literally. And you don't, if you don't touch the ground, you're not down. So literally, he was just sliding over bodies, getting yeah. pushed forward and getting literally pushed from behind. Got him good. Yeah, uh-huh. which it sucks because if you're a defense, it's like how do you how do you stop that? Like there's unless me jumping over the pile is illegal again, then that rule. Like if I can't jump over a guy and just tackle him, then then uh that rule then that should change. There shouldn't be any pushing. I'm all for quarterback keepers if you want to keep it and dive but nobody should be behind you pushing you if you want to slide over your lineman that's fine but if you can't have anybody come up behind you and just jam you across the line that's too much i think there needs to be carries a little too much but i think a push and a shove i think that should be legal i i don't know i really enjoyed that play that was just it looked a little like rugby but it was a tough football play and i'm you know it's a part of the game so you mean you got to figure it out uh and the chiefs did but I think what if you're doing that too many times on your dri- on drives and stuff I don't think your offense is doing great I think you're doing good I think you're staying alive now that's why I po- said that they're doing good not great because if you, they were doing great then they wouldn't have to do that they would just be throwing the ball wherever they wanted run the ball wherever they wanted and wouldn't have to fourth down two yards I'm gonna dive this they did it like four or five times so probably more than that. Um, but you know, that's just my opinion. And I just think that it's a little, it should, it should be changed. Something should benefit the defense. It's already hard enough to cover and to chase down some of these dudes on defense or on offense for the defense. Nowadays, there's rules all against defense. So I think there should be some rule that benefits the defense in order to make a stop of stuff, yeah, something. You no, know, I actually like that take kind of give the defense a little bit more benefits, a little harder for the defense nowadays. It's really hard. Kind of pick anything up. They have to, with the the roll tackle that they had on the ankle uh, going mm-hmm. half, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Tony Pollard as well. Both of those guys had high ankle sprains, and it was because they had a grab from behind, roll down tackle, and they're trying to legalize. Was, yeah. Kind of hard to, you know, make that happen. You can't imagine a guy can't, like getting carried across the field. Yeah. I, defensive players. I think we need a little bit more benefit for the doubt. It's too much of an offensive league right now. They need to kind of even it out and kind of make it more middle ground. Yeah, especially with the tackling. Like, how can you how can you control the motion of tackling? Um, like, if it looks blatant, like I think what they should do is throw the flag, review it. If it looks like it's intentional. Then it's a penalty. If it looks like he fucked, like sometimes like players get pushed and then in, they get hit into like the punter and stuff. Like, come on now. If I'm running full speed to block it and then suddenly I'm ba- I'm gonna back off and then somebody on your team is gonna shove me into you and then I get a flag for hitting you. Nah, dude, that should be that should be on actually them. They they are the one throwing yeah. me. So I think there should be more defensive help as far as penalties. And like you said, the officiating needed to, needed to be flat across the field with. Which we can get into that later, but let's talk about the Chiefs now. Chiefs offense looked great. It was electric. Great. I don't think I think they had one punt off memory. I think they had one punt, um, and it was like middle of the field. Free drive in the second half. Yeah. The the 
were definitely electric last night. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's in that caliber beginning to become on the Mount Rushmore. I think every year he goes, I don't think he's in that Montana Brady level. Needs a couple more rings in his there. Um, definitely, but I hands down do think he is the most talented quarterback to ever. And that one I will go to my great. I think he's very talented in what he does, mm-hmm. and I want to kind kind of emulate exactly what he does. He has a little bit of Aaron, has a little bit of Brett Favre, but also he can move. He's a little bit more mobile, like Russ. He has a good combination of all of that. And then Travis Kelsey. Dude was a beast. They couldn't have an answer for him. They got a run game going. Andy Reid actually got a good run game throughout the the whole Super Bowl stint. Pacheco was actually doing really well. Um, McKinnon with a smart play at the end of the game. Jeez, it, it was it was a clinic for Andy Reid and the Chiefs last night. Yeah, they definitely had their. Uh, they definitely uh, were paying attention to clock management. I mean, I was scared watching the game that he would slot, go in the end zone. I'm like, that's too much time. Stop. I mean, it was obvious that they were stop, Not They were going to let him score. Right when he got through it and some of the safeties were just standing there, I was like, go down, go down. They know they're beat. They know they're beat if you score. I mean, unless you score. So I think other than that, I think the Chiefs defense stepped up. I think they could have – I think they had for sure one defensive touchdown. They could have – should have had two in my opinion. Oh, oh gosh. Um. <laughs> The inconsistent. I mean, that I would say that was the most consistent officiating that I did see. It it should have been a little bit better, and we can jump into the officiating. All and the only reason why I say it should be better, as far as those calls is, if you're gonna call, um, uh, Miles Sanders catch incomplete, then G- Dallas Gar- Goddard's needed to be incomplete. Because well, he had the, down. That was the thing. He had two feet down. Had control. Well, he had control. Wasn't the one where he had it on his like he had it on his face or yeah. or down on his shoulder or something. So the ball was the ball was rolling around on him. So the, they were trying to pinpoint. It, their, and he had three points of contact before going out of bounds. Well, that's what I'm saying. He he was touched. He caught the ball on his face. He or and kind of jumbled it at, and. But, still had one foot down as he was had had one foot down and he still was about to put down another one. It, the ball is moving a little bit in the air and then like a split second, you it's like barely you you don't know, but the foot looked like it was right in line. It could have been touching the ground. It could have not have been. You to watch it to actually think it was a catch, but after watching it a few times, it was a hundred percent a catch. Well, I, yeah, be a little bit more. I would I actually had to look up. And actually sit down and like understand why this wasn't a catch. It was Devontae Smith's, I think it was in the second quarter, um, right up the sideline. He had two points of contact, had the ball right over his head. I think he hit his knee out of bounds. And then once he hit the ground, that's when the ball all moved, shifted through. And I believe, or I thought, if you had two points of contact and a point of contact wherever you land, balls either complete or incomplete at that point, not when it was out of bounds or to the floor. So that's what, that was the only controversial call that I saw where it was like, why, why is this incomplete? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I initially thought it was a catch. I watched the replay, changed my mind. And the only thing that changed my mind was his back, his back foot coming up as he was kind of coming down. The ball was shifting. Um, 
and then really I think what determined that call was when he landed. If had he landed and it not have moved and it just kind of stayed still, they definitely yeah, would have given to him. They definitely. It was a hard call. And what I'm happy about is with the Miles Sanders fumble, they did the same thing. They were consistent in that point. He had two points of contact, did not make a football move, and then forced. Yeah, the those two, those two calls when when you when you're talking about the Miles Sanders one, Devontae Smith, I think those two were consistent. The one that I have a problem with is they the split second between. Uh, God, they're saying Goddard had possession for a split second. Like he just, he had enough time of con of possession, of for sure possession, to make that a catch. But the split second that Miles Sanders caught the ball and all like some semi turned towards the defender and then gets popped, those two split seconds are now one's incomplete and one's complete. It's like which one is it? Because if I have to have because they also do a time. You have to have like a certain amount of time to have possession. You have to have a certain amount. You have to make a a, a move, like a juke move or a yeah. step. That's bullshit. If I catch the ball and I get popped at perfect timing, that's a fumble. If I catch the ball and get it here, that's a catch. If I get it the ball here and I fumble, not a catch. But if I'm about to tuck the ball, he's literally like here with the ball, like cradling the ball with his chest. They don't know what a catch is. They need to. They need to define so it. Like really iron it out. They do this every off season because there's a catch at the end of the year, probably all the way back since Tyree, maybe even earlier. Yeah. They catches. They need to really define what a catch is. They need to figure it out. I think New York should have been included a little bit more involved in this whole game. Right. Talking refs, making it happen. Again, I don't know how involved they were, but I mean the Goddard one. I, I can see why that was a catch. The the Miles Sanders. Yeah. I was a little nervous because he did make that slight movement, but I think yeah was, he turned and then he kind of cradled. He like he didn't fully tuck it. Like he didn't have sat, but it was like here. It was about to touch his chest and he turned. To me, that's a catch. When I see somebody turn towards the ball carrier, that's a catch. Um, but the da- I could see both sides of Dallas Goddard's catch. It's both sides to me. I I don't really. I'm just playing like just the opposite side yeah. here. But the Miles Sanders one, I'm for sure was a fumble, but um, I'm leaning more towards the fumble. If I had to pick a side, it's the fumble. Now, if I'm gonna pick the safest bet, incomplete. But if I'm just if I'm if I'm a ref and I see him turn and I'll replay, I see him turn. To me, that's a football move. If I just catch the ball instantly and I'm not even moving, I get hit, incomplete. I just believe, I, if you think the Miles Sanders is a fumble, I think you should also believe that Devontae Smith is a catch. Okay. Yeah, I see both sides to every single one. They were so like they were just they're so contra they're just so controversial and they're so, it's just so hard to make the correct decision because half of America is gonna think this, the other half is gonna think this. It's like you're gonna lose lose, which is about what we're gonna get into about the PI call. There, there should have been there was one called, uh, and then there was two that I th- or one more that I think should have been called, which is the AJ Brown uh catch that he made in the end zone, um when he the Jalen Hurts do that awful deep ball and uh uh Brown kind of like shifted left through the corner one way kind of with his hand yeah and he kind of shifted him a little bit to where it changes momentum and then barely got the catch over him that's offensive PI I mean you can't you can't throw your hand especially down that far down the field you can't that wasn't passing I didn't remember what you're talking about the one yeah the one where he you if you watch his arm he literally when he when he goes because he's running down the field like he's running the ball's coming he kind of like 
jumps back inside. The corner notices it, and then the moment he jumps back inside to catch it, that arm throw on the corner, he kind of shifted his momentum in and barely missed it. Uh, I don't. I think it was a god awful throw. I thought it was a terrible throw. I think AJ Brown saved him, um, but I think that that should have been called PI. Uh, now the PI call on Bradbury. Um, I think the ref that called it. We like all America. You know, it's like oh, this is a terrible call. It's late in the game. It's like, but think about this, and this is a perspective that I don't think most people think about. If you're the ref that made that call, I guarantee you, he wasn't the ref that could see. I guarantee he couldn't see how Patrick Mahomes threw that football. If in his mind, all he sees is penalty. He doesn't know the result of Patrick Mahomes' pass. He doesn't. It was a late flag. He calls it right after Mahomes is pointing at Juju Smith-Schuster. The ball was like 10 yards down the field. It wasn't catchable at all. What I think think is, in his mind is, is he sees a penalty, I need to call it because this could determine game. If the ball – with Patrick Mahomes, you don't know where the fuck that ball is going to go. He throws it up high. Yeah, it's overthrown, but I don't know that. I'm like, fuck, I got to throw it because if I don't throw it, all of America is going to be screaming at me saying, you bluffed the call. That it t- what, if it, what if it touched his hands? What if it touched his hands? Like he reached out and touched it. Now half of the – all the Chiefs fans are going to be like, if that was called that split second, he could have caught it and dove in. It would have been a whole different debate here. It would be totally different. So if I'm the ref, make the call you think is right. Don't bluff on a call. That's what we tell our refs not to do. If you're going to make the call, make the call. If you're going to say, all right, from this point on, we're going to let them play, then that needs to be the determination. But obviously it wasn't. He threw the flag, and it should have been called. It definitely should have been called. It was whole, it was a PI, and Bradbury admitted but, yeah, it. It was passing interference. But without there being any pass interference calls the whole game. Right. I thought there should have been a few, not just A.J. Brown. New York called up and said, hey, let this one slide. Was it pass interference? Yes. Do I think it would have changed the outcome of the game? No, probably not. Because like you said earlier, the Eagles were more of a slice and dice. Cut you by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Uh, or a thousand paper cuts, I'm sorry. They weren't a big play team. But – it, they shouldn't have called that. They sh- we should we deserve to see what would have happened, and they kind of got away with us with a horrible call. Now, but yeah, if, I, be I, if there wasn't any calls in the beginning. If they're calling everything, then fine. But they yeah. di- they didn't call it until the moment. They let them play until the moment, and then kind of just who wanted to watch that? No one wanted to see it come down to a flag. Yeah, I, I if I'm. If I'm playing both sides, I was rooting for the Chiefs because I picked them to win. But if I'm playing both sides, I, if if you know, I'd let them play. On thinking back, thinking on it, I'd probably let them play, um, simply because, um, like what's happening now with that that call. Like everyone's saying it's off of a call now. If the Chiefs win still and the Eagles didn't get that call, then there would be no problem. The Eagles would have lost the way they lost and not you know scored yeah. or did anything. Then it would have been. No controversy, but if the Chiefs would have lost, and that PI would have been the the last flag that would have hurt the Eagles, like there's so many outcomes, and it's like I see both sides, and I understand both sides' argument, and I'm just offering a perspective. This isn't 100% what I believe. I'm just being, you know, playing both sides here um, with that call. Me personally, I would have let it slide, just because, like you said, they hadn't been calling it all game. They hadn't called any PIs. That was the first PI called, I think, all game. Yeah. So if if we're talking consistency, let it go, uh, because That's the problem. 
So uh, I think the Chiefs deserve to win as far as overall just um, – I'm happy. I mean, let Patrick Mahomes, that legacy is starting to grow. Like I said, I think he's in that top four in the Mount yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I think I thought it was a great game. Um, I'm proud to see Kadarius Tony catch a touchdown, has a record now for the punt. It was definitely momentum in the game. That kick return. So here's what I heard today on the Rich Eisen show. Sean Payton goes the big factor of this game is going to be the Eagles' special teams. And that's what it was. As soon as that punt return happened, the game changed. Mm-hmm. Momentum. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes on the five-yard line. I mean, that's <laughs> – you can't stop him with 75 yards ahead of him. How are you going to stop him with five? But I think he played his tail off. Uh, I Yeah. After watching him this whole season, watching him after this game, there really there's no hate on Jalen Hurts after this season. I think he's a top three quarterback in the league. He's definitely very talented. Um, and I'm excited to watch him next year. I, I think these two teams will definitely be in the final four next year. Uh, we got to see how this offseason goes. I mean, you got Jason Kelsey. He might retire. Um, mm-hmm. Like might retire a couple guys to free agency like cj uh gardner but i i think if i was a a free agent i think i'd go to those two teams yeah go to the winning teams unless you're like brandon cooks every year he goes to the team that just won a super bowl they lose (laughs) stay away um but other than that i mean it was a great game i enjoyed it um you owe me dinner super bowls you owe uh, me dinner. It was a really good Super Bowl. <laughs> Where are you going to take me? Uh, let's go to Tony Sushi. All right. Sounds good. Uh, that was our little – I don't. I think we made that bet on this podcast. Yeah. yeah we did. So that was fun. We'll see you there. It was so funny watching your text. I'm like reading your text. I didn't read them until third You're quarter. The whole time I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't have my phone the whole time. I was playing cards and playing poker and watching the game and – when it got to the third quarter, I found my phone finally, and then I look at the chat, and I'm just like, oh, my God, Bert. And by that time, it was – when you were texting, it was 10-0. Mahomes was hurt. Third quarter, it was a completely different game. I think the Chiefs were up by a point at the time, and I was like, oh, my God. And then right in the fourth quarter, I'm like, we'll go to Japanese. And I – because it either – the game could have went either way still yeah. at that at that point when I sent that. So I was like, you know, it, it is whatever. The Chiefs, I think, should win unless something crazy happens on de- on defense for the Eagles. So the past appearance, I watched that. I, had a, I didn't know what happened originally. There was a big play that happened beforehand. I'm um, trying to. Th- what, what was the big the play before? Dang, I can't remember. I rewinded it back. I think it was a controversial catch call. Something. Talking about the. Oh, it might have been the Patrick Mahomes run. He ran for like 30 yards with a bum ankle to get them into the red zone. Is that what it was? He like yeah he ran from like the forty all the way down to the other thirty or forty or something like he got close to the red zone and then it was like right there. I had rewinded it and we kept watching the pass interference. I'm watching it as we rewind because we keep going back, but we were not going back far enough. So I'm watching it. I'm like, man, why did they call this? Why did they call this? And when we finally went to the play, whatever play we were talking about, went back and I was like, McKinnon slides in. I was like, freak. And then the time is just going down. It's just yeah. Like, 
Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, what a great game. I'm excited for next year, and I think this this concludes our uh, 2022 season. I think we're going to jump right into 2023. Oh, my God. Little <laughs> the, ma- the man, the myth. We're just about to end it, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of ended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, just- hey, what's up? Well, we're, we're just about to talk about what we're going to do for next episode. I think next episode we're going to uh, – Try to do some more looking into the rookies. Start analyzing some of the rookies and uh, the drafts and free agency, all, all that combined. Not in any particular order. I think first we'll touch the free agents. I think that's pretty much the big thing that's next, and then we'll jump into doing drafts. And maybe maybe what we can do too, and I can figure out a way we could do this together. Uh, do mock drafts for like dynasty or stuff like that for rookie picks, like the first the first ten picks who you think should go in order. We draft against each other. You draft, I draft pick a spot you pick a spot type deal and we'll figure out where our team goes something something like that because you can do that together on sleeper but i'm excited you know it's off season now we get to see where Derek Carr goes we get to see where i think uh, they're really pushing um aaron Rodgers going to the jets man they're really trying to make that happen they signed that uh hackett they had signed hackett as an offensive coordinator and they're really trying to get him there it's been like two weeks three weeks now well, I'm saying they've been really pushing like the the propaganda of like hack it, Aaron Rodgers. It was meant to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they're like, uh, are you really thinking Aaron Rodgers is gonna come to the fucking Jets, dude? <laughs> he's not gonna. Days until he comes out of his dark room. Yeah, he's in that room for like four days in the dark. Yeah, it starts today. So we'll see in a couple of days if he actually stays with the Packers, which I, I kind of feel like he is gonna stay with the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. The Packers are so weird. There's, it's just crazy. There's no one owner. It's like owned by a collective. I think they just need to move on. No, they, they just need to go. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think he needs to leave. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes to the Bucks. I would. I'll, I'll take another thirty-nine-year-old quarterback to a fucking <laughs> Super Bowl. You think Aaron Rodgers is gonna win the playoffs? He will if he's on the Bucks. We got all the weapons, man. That's a that's a perfect scenario for our our team is perfect for old quarterbacks. You come in there, you don't have to fucking grind it out with a shitty team. You just come in. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones. Uh, who uh, you might get some weapons in the draft. You got a great defense. It's like, how the fuck do you fucking not want consider that? (laughs) And you guys are they didn't have Todd Bowles. Mm. It's true. They need to bring back fucking Bruce Arians. I wish Bruce Arians never quit being our coach. Um, but anywho, but, I think unless you have something to add, Bert, what's up? No, I'm good. I was just gonna say Baker's going to Tampa. <laughs> I hope not. I fucking hope not. I heard something today. I saw it in the rumor mill. I don't know how true this is. So I heard uh, Derek Carr isn't even in the Jets like pit, like penthouse, right? Yeah. I heard it was Aaron one. It was Jimmy two. Wait for this. Matthew Stafford three. How are they gonna get Stafford? I can see it. Honestly, the Rams have fucking nobody. But I don't think that Sean McVay would lose Matthew Stafford unless the price was right. Oh, I and Matthew know. Stafford's a broken toy, dude. Like he's done, man. He should just retire. Stafford? He's got that. He's got that bum fucking elbow. He's got a, like so many injuries, man. It's just like he can't. He's not the same guy anymore. And Sean likes Baker Mayfield, so I don't know. Maybe uh, and he. I wonder how Baker Mayfield and Cooper Cup are gonna 
if they if like you saying it ends up being like that, I wonder how they're gonna coexist. Like is does Cooper Cup going or does fucking ego Baker Mayfield start going up in stock? You know what I'm saying? I mean they're both they're both about the same age, right? I mean, isn't Baker Mayfield like 28, 27? He's about 29? I think he's 26. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought they were like closer in age than that. Because I know Cooper Cup's 29. I thought maybe Baker oh, was like 27, 20. He might be 27. Yeah, so they're only two-year difference. But still, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. But you have Sean McVay as a coach. I guess it's possible. He did look right. good for a few games. But... um. We'll see. The Rams are in deep shit, I think, as far as future. Only thing they have going for them right now is Jalen Ramsey. Um, so uh, that's about it. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm good. I, I don't think we have anything else further to talk about. Um, but I'll try to get this posted and then, you know, start posting on TikTok and stuff like that and get some more clicks. So um, Did you guys talk about how James Bradbury accepted his holding yeah. call. Yeah. Okay, good, good. He posted about it on, I think, Twitter, but I saw it on Instagram, so. Right. I thought it was cool. Good. All the, was... I, I want to say one thing. The Eagles were actually very uh, very humble in the loss. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was great. I, they were very cocky. Yeah. They, were, they were very cocky all year, and they were humbled. <laughs> well, not even that. I'm just saying in their post-game like, interviews right. and stuff. They were yeah. actually being like very uh, more so than you would say a team respectful. would be after after a call that was questionable. Right, right. I, I thought that I, was cool I, to see. Yeah, I thought I, I do I do commend them for that. That was something nice to see because you wouldn't be it would suck if the whole team's like oh, I was robbed of a ring. Right. You're like, dude, you don't even know if you were gonna make it down the field. Like you, <laughs> your each drive was like seven minutes long. It was the fucking longest drives ever. Like you didn't have one drive that was like less than ten plays. <laughs> like it was. I don't know how you're going to throw the ball. And then Jay, let's not even talk about Jalen Hurts' deep ball throw at the end of the oh, game. Like, Oh, that was bad. The Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, Jalen freaking took off, and then you said the Hail Mary. I was like, yeah, that, that was awful. Put in Gardner like, Minshew for that. Huh? We need to put Gardner Min- Minshew in for that throw. Jalen <laughs> looked at me. She said, I could throw far heavier than that. Oh, was like, God. They hit the dirt like 20 yards short of the end zone. I'm just like, dude, you just you just made like a fucking meme because I saw so many memes of like some I don't even know what the video was, but it was just people throwing shit short and it was just like like a series of videos. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, what a great what a great game. And uh, was Bert's taking Bert, Bert's taking us out to dinner, Justin. Us? Yeah. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm not that much of a baller, guys. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we're going to Tony's Sushi, so I appreciate right, everybody listening to the podcast. Uh, this is episode 38. See you guys on the next one. See you.